Today's episode is brought to you by Drizzly. Beer, wine, and liquor delivered in under 60 minutes. Let's face it, we've all been in that situation where you forgot to pick something up and you just don't want to get back in your car and head back to the store and get it. Well, Drizzly has you covered. Shop and order from thousands of products from local retailers with absolutely no markup. Seriously. And if you head over to unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly, D-R-I-Z-L-Y, right now and enter the promo code DRIZZLYDEAL, D-R-I-Z-L-Y-D-E-A-L, you will get $5 off your first order of over $20. Sit back and relax and order yourself a six-pack or a nice bottle of Cab Sav or a handle of Buffalo Trace if you so wish. Do it all with Drizzly at unitedwedrink.com slash drizzly. And then use the promo code DRIZZLYDEAL, D-R-I-Z-L-Y-D-E-A-L, and you will get $5 off your first order of over $20. Drizzly, beer, wine, and liquor, delivered in under 60 minutes. Must be 21 to use. Enjoy responsibly. The opinions and statements in this podcast do not represent those of the hosts, employers, co-workers, family, or imaginary friends. Now enjoy the show. Happy hour? More like amateur hour. Welcome to United We Drink. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to a podcast that every time it goes late, a militia member gets a magazine. Welcome to United We Drink, right here on unitedwedrink.com, as well as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, and wherever fine podcasts are found. My name is Mikey Revich, and I'm holed up in an illegal Airbnb while my house is being fumigated. I'm joined by my two co-hosts. First up is someone who will have his own home improvement style web show debuting in a week's time. Here's Phil Palmasano. Uh, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I just figured with all of the stuff you've been doing around your house, uh, that's probably uh, next on your resume. Yes. And uh, thank you. I appreciate that. Hopefully HGTV is generous to me or DIY network. I'm probably not HGTV ready. We'll see. It it's a step up from nothing. Yeah, uh, maybe. As long as I'm not on the ID network, I'm okay with that. Next up is a man who will probably be adding one way grocery store aisles to his list of things he'll never tweet about. Here's Joel Codner. No, I'll defend my stance on that until this bullshit is over because no one's adhering to them. The aisles adjacent to the one way aisles are do whatever the fuck you want. So if I can't go down this aisle, I have to interact with more people over here to get down the aisle I have to go down. Then I got to go down the other. It's just fuck that. (laughs) It's not working. And nobody's even paying attention to the one way in, one way out of the store. Yeah. I noticed that, too. That's absolutely asinine. Like an exit is an exit and the entrance is an entrance. Follow suit. You know, even before this most of the grocery stores had an entrance and an exit door to begin with, and people didn't pay attention to those anyway. 
So why should we expect them to do so under pandemic rules? I especially like the uh, mask under the nose or under the chin move. It's like, it's not a fucking hat you can wear whichever way. Sideways, flat, curved, like, put the goddamn mask on. Those flat-brimmed uh, masks are, are really taking off right now. Yeah, and take the sticker off, too, while you're at it. <laughs> it's been a little while since we've we've joined you fine folks out there in listener land. Hopefully you're all hanging in there. Um, I know I've had a... Had a few rough days the past couple of weeks where that stir crazy feel has really started to kick in. Um, how have you guys been, Joel? Uh, well, we are gearing up to reopen for to go only tomorrow. And, you know, it's kind of on short notice, so it's a little stressful, but we'll make it happen. Also trying to juggle being a fourth and sixth grade teacher as well as emptying out my late father's house uh and he was quite the hoarder so uh been a been a fun few weeks yeah that sounds uber stressful uh phil how about you uh things are going well uh like joel i'm uh, sort of trying to balance work and being a second grade teacher assistant um Things are going good on the home education front. Um, as for work, just sort of getting ready for 75, 80% of the state to reopen here on Monday and uh, getting back out on the road to some form or fashion probably here in the next like seven days. So trying to gear up uh, in a safe and secure way. So what about you, Mike? I'm I'm just hanging in there. Like I said, my my house is being fumigated at probably one of the worst possible times. Uh and uh so we're kind of holed up in this Airbnb with our dog who has lost his mind uh already from the pandemic and now when he saw us packing up and then having to take him somewhere that isn't his home, he was very confused and uh yeah so there's that but i'm still working still employed uh my fiance is working crazy hours uh because her company is just doing gangbusters business right now they make disinfectant so there's that but uh what are we drinking to to cope folks phil I am drinking a Tripping Animals Koopa Troopa Dry Hopped Pilsner with Mosaic. It's very good. You took a trip over there last week, didn't you? I did. I did. And uh, picked up some cans while I was out in Miami, sort of surveying the market. And really cool brewery. Um, amazing, touch-free delivery. Uh, you order your beer online. You drive up. You give them a call and you say, hey, I'm here to pick up order number six. My name is so-and-so. They walk it out to the car. You show them your ID. They put it in the trunk. No human interaction whatsoever. Everything's paid for over the website. Um, One of like three times I used this new application called Toast. I don't know if Mm -hmm. either of you guys are familiar with it. It's a POS. Uh, uh, Now, I've... 
I know I've used it at one point or the other. I can't remember which place I worked at that we had it, but it's pretty, pretty nice little POS. And I've heard, uh, I've seen a, a lot of people, uh, who their web stores are now through toast. Uh, so if you go on their website, it goes to a toast URL and you order all that. We at copper point, uh, we don't use toast. We use a, a company called arrived and they set up the same thing. So our web store is through our POS company. People place an order online, no fees associated with it. And a ticket prints out at the bar when the order is placed and pay and paid for. And it says whether they want curbside pickup or they're going to come into the tasting room. And if they want curbside, then they just give us a call when they pull up to the front and, uh, bartender goes out and does the same thing so it looks like a lot of the pos companies are are integrating that stuff very fast uh to be able to keep up with uh the the changing environment very nice joel what are you doing i have two coors lights in an aluminum pint fucking i love these aluminum pints i love these aluminum pints um I actually paid quite a bit extra just to get these yesterday. Um, I had to go into some fucking liquor store. Uh, I got the nine pack, which costs just as much as the eighteen pack of Miller High Lifes. So is macro beer now becoming an affordable luxury? Yes, <laughs> for you. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I've I've also picked up. Well, I meant to have um, you know in my rush to get on the podcast this evening i neglected to grab my stash of new malort downstairs got a couple six packs of those travel bottles shout out to mace wang thank you very much um but i'll be drinking those on an episode soon believe me nice those are so I'm- cute and definitely perfect for just a single shot here and there i like it yeah i did a really good job size. with those I kind of want to drop one into the Coors Light aluminum pint. Like, what would you call that? Because we're not Amazing. allowed to say car bomb. Uh, a Finnish hand grenade? Pipe bomb? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm Just a, don't call I'm, anything a quarantini. I'm doubling up on our uh, High Ridge IPA uh, here. So. Oh, it's so fucking good. Thank you. I uh, I poured one the other night into a glass, and my uh, my taste buds were slightly off, or maybe enhanced from uh, something else I was ingesting. But uh, it was like straight grapefruit with like sprinkled sugar on, it. like you know when you sit down and have half a grapefruit and just put table sugar on it, like. That's what I was getting. It was really fucking good. Um, I've never done that before. Like, I know that that's a thing to put sugar on grapefruit. I've never yeah. done that just because I like grapefruit just the way it is. So, Well, it also reminded me of the flame grapefruit that I worked with from uh, this local forager um, who gets a lot of citrus up and down the state that we've used in some of our beer. And it's uh, he actually nicknames it cotton candy grapefruit because of how sweet it is. Like there is zero acidity, um, does not have that like, you know, breakfast table baby vomit acidic 
you know, store, you know, variety grapefruit flavor to it. I mean, it is just sweet, sweet citrus, but full grapefruit flavor. It's really awesome. And that's what the beer reminds me of. Well, thank you. I take that as a compliment. I know we're we're very proud to have a West Coast style IPA that tastes like a West Coast style IPA, and uh, they, and they it's do. clear. Yeah, looks God and bless. then looks like a West Coast style IPA too. All right, guys. So yeah, it's been a few weeks since we've been on on. Uh, you know what? Hey, let's thank all of the people who joined us for our first virtual happy hour a couple weeks ago. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah that was. It, it, it was nice to put uh, faces to names and actually have a conversation. Um, it was it was nice to not record the podcast and have people just watch, but to actually have their interaction in um i i would say a majority of the listeners have different outlooks and opinions on things specifically nascar (laughs) ed roberts started that yeah and they're going back to racing uh in a few weeks are they i didn't see that yeah they're going to do uh seven races in 11 days at two different tracks uh, in like mid-May, no, no fans in attendance or anything like that. So I feel like you could have been doing that the whole time. Probably. Well, pit crews are going to be relatively close to each other. So if you need repairs on your car, that either that or they're just going to have to be slowed down significantly. Well, here's the thing: make the sport, or I'm not. I can't believe I even called it a sport, but make <laughs> make the race more interesting. No pit crews. Your car, when your car's done, your car's done. I mean, come on. I, I like that idea. I, I will admit that it's a sport. It's driving is not easy, specifically at that angle and speed. So I'll I'll take Ed's side on the it's a sport. Definitely, if we're gonna consider golf a sport, actually, I was well, watching I ESPN Ocho last night. Oh yeah, um, they had eleven hours of Ocho. Dead diving like literally the whole idea was for you to dive off the diving board act like you're dead but you have to turn around and almost do a belly flop if we're going to consider that a sport and even put it on espn be it the ocho or not nascar is a sport Uh, i like the sound of that i'm going to look that up after we're done recording because that sounds like a lot of fun to watch it was entertaining. It was more entertaining than the juggling dodgeball t- uh, tournament that was on earlier in the day. <laughs> Wait. Oh, man. I'm missing out on some stuff here, apparently. But the Zoom call was amazing, and I'm looking forward to the next one. I actually got off of it, looked at my wife. My wife was like, man, you're smiling. This is That's awesome. And I said, yeah, it, it was awesome. I met a ton of people, some that I knew, some that I didn't know, and it was really good to have conversation and just talk and have a beer or four and uh, and really have a good time. So uh, thank you if you jumped in, and hopefully um, we can do another one here shortly. What you said, Phil, uh, that it just made you smile, like, I I completely agree, like, 
I felt so happy getting off that call. Like it, even if I was having the worst day, uh, I, I think that that would have just upped my spirits infinitely. And I, I really enjoyed getting to, like you said, put, put a face to names of people that we've talked to on Twitter or Instagram and stuff before. Um, it was it was so excellent. And we, we actually do have another one scheduled for right now. And that is going to be Thursday, May 14th at 7 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, hit us up on uh, our social media DMs or individually or on the United We Drink account. And uh, we'll get you a link uh, for that when we're uh, ready to go. Um, Joel. You enjoyed yourself, I take it, too? Oh, it was great. Uh, of course, I was late, couldn't find the link. I felt like uh, in the movie Stripes when they're all running wild, like trying to find where the hell the graduation ceremony is. That's what I was doing with that link, <laughs> trying to get on. But, um, yeah, it was really cool to see uh, familiar faces and new people. I really hope it's something we can keep going. There's been a lot of stuff like that that I've seen during this lockdown that it you know feels so... Just like, why haven't we been doing this all along? Whether it's, you know, these DJ battles you see on, on Instagram Live or um, random celebrities just or, or, you know, masters of whatever they do in life, you know, showing you how to do things live, artists, musicians, all that stuff. And it just feels like we're all so caught up in our daily bullshit when things are normal that we never get around to that stuff. And I... I hope it continues. I hope we don't get so back to normal that we forget how good it felt to meet up and, you know, just share a little time together online. Yeah. Uh, and like, I, I get why things like that didn't happen before, but I really agree with you. I hope that stuff like this can continue on into our new normal when things start getting better again. Um, I, I I actually don't understand why this wasn't going on before. It wasn't like we didn't have access to a lot of stuff. And I got into a conversation about the industry just in general as things are going to continue to sort of grow and morph. But if we had access to the software or the hardware or the programs that we're utilizing now, and and they are truly a silver lining of this entire situation. If you're going to find any silver lining, this is one of those silver linings. But why weren't we utilizing? Why, why weren't all industries utilizing stuff like this? Why? I understand. I mean, the three of us get on a Skype call once a week at that point in time or every two weeks and literally drink and have fun. We just put a microphone in front of our face, but why weren't we doing it more often? I I've jumped on so many happy hours. I think it's great. I don't have to leave my house, which is pretty cool. And I can sit there and I can drink. And if I I'm having a rough day or a rough week, I can have more than two, three, four. And I don't have to worry about calling an Uber or leaving my car in a parking lot or any of that, I literally can stumble to the kitchen and warm up some frozen chicken nuggets. I I just don't understand why it took this for us to get to where we are. And I I, I think, I, I hope that we 
don't forget it when we do have the ability to again socialize in you know bars and restaurants and stuff like that because i i think that that's the byproduct is bars and restaurants are unfortunately not open I think I think uh, you that's a great point about that. But I think one of the things Joel was trying to get at, and he can correct me if if need be, is maybe some of the other things that creators are doing out there. Like he was talking about the rap battles, and like one thing that I've I've been seeing and enjoying is like uh, David Chang, the chef, like doing how tos on his Instagram. Um, like I, I get that he's a very busy restaurateur uh in his regular life and he's probably not home all that often to be able to set those types of how-tos up and now he's got a lot more time on his hand and and figures hey I, here's something that I can do to teach people uh better cooking techniques or just some of the thing uh, a lot of the stuff I've been watching is just stuff that he enjoys eating at home or enjoys cooking for his wife and uh like it, it's it's fun to see that type of uh creative outlet from people that weren't doing that before because they're probably super busy with their their jobs but i i know what you mean like it, it shouldn't be a difficult thing for folks like us to be able to hop on a, a, a video call with with some of our friends and have some beers laugh tell stories catch up even if we have the ability to go outside and do it um but yeah i i I think i think that a lot of this can carry over into what would be our new normal and shout out to uh revolution brewing they had us i'm I'm bummed i missed friday's barley wine virtual tasting uh i got the invite for it i i sat in on the one they did, I want to say a week earlier, where they were talking coffee beer and and barrel-aged beers. Really great candor about how they do things. I mean, they were very upfront. And I even learned a bit about working with coffee beer, and I'm excited to tweak my process a little bit and see how it turned out. Yeah, I've I've been seeing some of that. I, I haven't watched one of those yet, but have you watched any of them? like uh these any brewery for that matter doing these uh kind of well I, I was in on the first revolution one and uh i've seen calusa doing a lot on instagram live that i've sat in on uh some of these are just kind of like one-on-ones it, it, the weird thing with the instagram lives where people are just doing these one-on-one calls you feel like you're interrupting almost you know like they're not official I don't know, like there's so many people to follow and so much stuff going on. There's so many live things happening that it's hard to keep up with who's doing what. But every now and then I'll like pop into a live thing that breweries are doing with each other. And I almost feel like I'm lurking or something. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, am I supposed to be in this or did they just get together to talk and I'm here? Like, I don't I don't really know the format. So I like when they're scheduled and pre-planned and, and maybe even like invite only sort of like how we did just so it doesn't get, you know too big or bogged down i mean i'll tell you what these these online virtual live classes can eat shit i actually hung up on my son's english teacher (laughs) i i've watched a handful of the brew talks from brewbound and they've done a fantastic job of sort of giving they've actually sort of moved their podcast over to 
live recordings. I believe it's on Thursdays, and they're they're really very very well put together. the The guests that they have are fantastic and really nice insights into sort of how all these other breweries are handling what we're going through right now as an industry. In addition to that, I've taken. Uh, I actually did a parenting class online, um, which was really interesting about a week ago, and it, it was fun. Um, it was different. And, and again, it, I had access to stuff like this in the past with online seminars and things of that nature, and I, I guess I just never looked into it. So, uh, it, But I have watched a ton of concerts in the past week, week and a half, uh, live streaming, um, I went back and I watched the RZA uh, battle with uh, Joel. Help me here, DJ Premier. Yes, thank you. And that was amazing. It it, it was well. I I just put it on in the background while I was doing work, and it was such a pleasant lesson. I I I loved it. It was great. There was also uh, a Bone Thugs and Three Six Mafia thing on Instagram yeah. a few nights ago. That uh, one of my coworkers was one. telling me about. Um, also, to piggyback on what you were saying, Phil, about the brew talks, there's virtual CBC. Uh, a ton of the the seminars that were going to be done live at CBC have now been uh, getting released as recordings of uh, of those talks, and I think that that's an awesome resource for folks out there as well during this time to be able to learn something and and keep their keep their mind sharp about the the brewing if they they're not uh, in there as often as they they were absolutely yeah i've been meaning to get on those i've just strangely enough had no time i i like you, you know you say that and i, I bet there's a lot of people who are like oh you got to have plenty of time. like no. I don't know why, but I feel like during this, the time that I'm not working and spending, getting to spend with my fiance, because like I said, my fiance is working like 60 hours a week plus. And uh, so time that I have with her, I spend with her and the dog. And outside of that, sometimes I'm just like, my mind seems shot. And I just, I sit and I just stare at my computer screen or at my TV screen. Sometimes don't even take in what it is that I'm looking at. And that's what I was talking about earlier with that this kind of like cabin fever, just going stir crazy, zoning out, zonking out. I'm, I'm trying my best to defeat that being, being at an Airbnb right now while like not in my house, like ticks me off a bit. But I, I took about an hour today to go walk around, take some pictures around the neighborhood. Uh, luckily like right by the intracoastal. So got to walk around there, listen to a hilarious conversation between some fishing, fishing people. But, uh, and that's probably not even safe for this podcast. Um, what, what else are you guys doing to try to keep sane right now on what, seven, eight weeks that we're on doing this, Phil? Well, uh, trying to, trying to be as normal as possible and 
specifically when we are talking about work and working a lot of hours and we're really lucky that all of us are still working. Um, that said, you know, the hours are long, um, trying to continuously do things in the same repetition or the, in a similar matter than what I was and doing previously just to sort of stay that's my normalcy. My normalcy is I walk into my office and I do my work and I do this and I do that. And yeah, I might not be on the road. Um, I drove less miles this past month total than I have honestly, probably since I was in high school. And for somebody that gets pleasure out of driving a car and being on the road and seeing things, um, that that's a little challenging. Um, the, I, I, I've also had to set up a schedule. Literally my days are lined up. I have my to-do list and if I can work ahead, then I reward myself. If I'm behind, then I'm working a little bit late, but constantly making sure that I have time to give my kid and I have time to give my wife. Um, and, and honestly time to zone out all at the same time. So, um, that's a lot of uses of time right there in in one sentence or two. Um, but that's, that's sort of how I'm trying to stay normal. And, and now we're back in this, uh, time again, utilizing the <laughs> word time. Um, that you're on timeout from saying time. It, it, apparently I can't. Yeah, exactly. Um, news is coming at us very fast now and the state is getting ready to reopen and down here in Florida on Monday and Broward County, Palm Beach and Miami-Dade are sort of in timeout for the time being. Um, and, and they're not even going into phase one, but when I cover the rest of the state, now I'm looking at it and trying to say, okay, when I do have to get back out on the road, even if we're still in a shelter-in-place situation down here, how do I prepare myself both physically and mentally to go out into the market on more of a regular basis, out multiple hours on a day instead of just two, three hours, and stay in a hotel, and then come home and make sure that I'm safe so that I don't pass anything to my kids or my kids, my kid and my wife. Um, so there's that added stress and that added thought that now I have to find this new normal of, all right, I have, as I'm packing my underwear, I'm packing masks uh, that are washable and gloves. And I'm keeping a bag for dirty clothes in my trunk of my car and sanitizing, sanitizing solution and wiping down basically my entire hotel room again. And as soon as I walk in and, and all of these things that I'm like mentally sort of running through in preparation just to get out on the road, 300 miles away from my house. It's crazy. It, it, it's a, uh, to, to think about it, it's exciting and scary and, and, um, nerve wracking all at the same. I mean, I wouldn't say I'm doing anything to keep sane. I, I think we've well established on previous episodes. I'm no good at that, but um, <laughs> definitely uh, 
keeping busy. I mean, checking in on work. Initially, for the first several weeks, I was going in about every other day. Um, I've worked with some maintenance people at the job to make sure certain things are functioning properly for when we do reopen, uh, which is happening soon. Uh, working on stuff around the house, you know, nothing major, no big projects, just put up some shelves, trying to stay a little more organized, clean a few things. My brother and I are working on, uh, you know, cleaning out my late father's house and uh, actually found some buried treasure uh, the other day. So um, nice little old bottle of bourbon we're trying to unload on the market. So, uh, you know, just shit like that. And, and I mean, honestly, the thing that's taken up my most time is dealing with these assholes on offer up. I mean, I'm trying to sell... I'm trying to sell a neon Corona clock for $5 and this guy from Hollywood wants to meet me halfway. Like, go fuck yourself. (laughs) Uh, On the price or or in distance? (laughs) No. (laughs) Probably both. (laughs) Like, no, we're we're both going to get in our cars and meet somewhere between that, like, 50-mile distance uh, to exchange $5. (laughs) Uh, you, you forgot to mention something there about, uh, we'll go back to offer up. I feel like, uh, just a second, but you forgot to mention something that kept you busy. You brewed. Yes, I did. For the first Uh, time in a long time. Yeah. It's been a while. I honestly couldn't tell you, uh, when the last time was, um, fortunately, you know, most of our beer is. Well, all of our beer is either kegged or in serving tanks. Everything seems to be holding up just fine. Um, you know, occasionally I'm topping off a little CO2 on the serving tanks, but for the most part, it seems like we're going to be all good as far as the beer we took off about five weeks ago. Um, and I brewed a Belgian wit beer the other day. Uh, it's already on D-Rest. Uh, hopefully be out in a week or so. Um, yeah, just uh, it was... It was cool to finally brew something. You know, I had kind of that rush, like, you know, yeah, I'm brewing again somewhere in the middle of that, but I was very rusty. The rush didn't last very long. My timing and rhythm were way off. I mean, it's muscle memory, man. If you're not doing it a lot, it's uh, it's not like riding a bike, as you said, Mike. <laughs> that would be a good name for, for the beer, possibly. <laughs> uh, but I want to go back to this offer up stuff because the that and let go and... Yeah. Like even Craigslist for Facebook, like that is just a cesspool of the weirdest, wackiest people on the face of the planet. Like when well, I was know, we... good, when I was trying to unload my my couch in Philly, moving back down here, I'm like this was a brand new couch that we bought, at like. It it was in great condition, super comfortable couch, and I put it on Facebook. And Facebook has all of these, uh, like, the pre-done-out messages that you can just auto-fire out. And it's, it's so often, is this still available? Is this still available? Is this still available? Like, yes, yes. The reason that it's still listed is because it's still available. If it wasn't, it wouldn't be listed anymore. And then people are trying to, like, I'm I'm trying to get rid of a $1,200 couch that I bought for $500, one year old, a little, little semi-sectional with an awesome chase. And finally I get one normal person who's like, 
hey, my buddy has this same exact couch and I really like it. I'll take it from you. No hassle. He came with a friend. They took it out of the house. Fucking there. There's always some normal people, but God, that stuff will drive you crazy. Well, I had a little bit of faith in it. I hadn't used it before, but my brother listed a couple things and immediately got some shit sold. I mean, immediately. So, you know, we find some like, you know, mix and match sets of, of barely used craftsman tools, um, you know, stuff that has like actual value and, and, and resellability. And for whatever reason, you just have these flaky people who message you and then I'm on my way and then they just never show. And then the next day, they're like, oh, something came up. I'll, I'll be there tomorrow. And it's like it took up so much time that I could have used to keep cleaning and organizing and shit like that. Just responding to all these messages and going back and forth. I mean, it's been a few days, um, you know, probably listed at least a dozen things or so. None of them have sold. We got a million offers. And, you know, obviously you list shit a little higher, so you come down and, and meet kind of around the price you want. And still, these fucking people just, I don't know where they're coming from. So uh, nothing's been sold. What we're going to do is we have uh, kind of a, a friend of our, our dad's uh, who was in the same kind of antique business looking to come and just unload a ton of stuff from the house. And then anything left, I'm just going to put a goddamn sidewalk sale listing on Craigslist where I'm just going to put all this shit in the driveway and say everything's a dollar, everything's five dollars. I don't know. Just come get this shit out of my life, because it's just too hard individually dealing with these fucking people. Yeah. And you mentioned a Corona clock. Any other uh, crazy beer uh, paraphernalia? Finalia in there. So uh, we found my my dad was a heavy smoker. Was always getting that like smoker merchandise you get with the little UPCs and. Marlboro Miles and all that bullshit. Found some sort of glass paperweight looking thing that had like the laser etched cool logo in it. It looked like an award, you know, like something you would put on your desk. It's like, congratulations, we've poisoned you. Um, you know, random, I mean, that shit went right in the dumpster. Uh, the Corona clock works when you put a double A battery in it. Brand new, still in the plastic, but there's no uh, AC adapter for the actual neon ring around it. So, you know, and, and like people with the questions, like, does this work? Does that work? What, what do I need? You know, all that bullshit. It's like, this is not worth my time for five or ten bucks. <laughs> I, I'm ready to just throw it in the dumpster. Uh, we found an amazing, amazing old bottle of bourbon that I'm trying to figure out how to sell because I just don't want it to drink. Um, and some really old uh, cognac as well. I don't know what he was doing with it. He must have bought it off like some old estate sale, some other old person must have passed and he bought up all the shit from their place and that was included and that's how we stumbled onto it because he, he didn't drink that stuff. But, um, you know, little rare things here and there. Found some old cool childhood memories, you know, photos and toys and things like that. Threw a bunch of old, like, you know, unfortunately it's just too banged up. Um, my brother used to, uh, around Hanukkah, put the action figures on the lit candles and burn their faces off. So like all the He-Man, <laughs> all the He-Man figures and everything are ruined. But uh, yeah, we found a bunch of those today. It all went in the dumpster, you know, but uh, it, it's been an interesting uh, little scavenger hunt to say the least. I love some of those old pictures you posted on your uh, Instagram 
Like yeah, I never I never do that throwback Thursday, but I've I've just found so much shit that it just kind of felt right. It, it it was like I could tell they were you, but it was like man, that like it looks so much like him, but also not like him at the same time. <clears throat> like, oh, I've got more, the, believe me. And you 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 personally sent me the picture of you and Jeff Hardy, uh, me being a wrestling fan. Like that one was uh, was cool to see. Yeah, found a ton of wrestling figures. I don't know if you play with those, but you can have them. Oh, thanks, Joel. <laughs> um, I, I don't know where to go from there. Uh, it's not a good not not a good segue topic. I mean, like it was just as bad as offer up while we're on the subject. So you know, it's the same people. <laughs> yeah. Um. Anything else you guys want to talk about today? Or should we get into uh, last calls? I, I feel like a lot of this has been a last call. <laughs> <laughs> We've been on a uh, about a three-episode last call. Is Any uh, recommendations? Uh, I... I no, I, I feel like I've recommended this before on a previous mini episode. If I did, I'm recommending it again because it uh, just finished up. Uh, Dispatches from Elsewhere on AMC. Please watch it. Uh, it, it. To me, it was exactly what I felt like I needed at this time in my life. Um, it's a show that is wacky and funny and spooky and weird and then to to just place it all in philadelphia which i think is one of the most underrated beautiful cities in the world um i i loved every second of it it was the the um finale was last week and it made me cry it made me smile it made me laugh. Uh, I had such a great time with this six-episode little limited series. Uh, Jason Siegel did a fantastic job writing uh, and putting this whole weird thing together. And I thank him, not that he'll ever hear this, for, for believing in the city of Philadelphia to be the setting for his story. And uh, I, I think that it's it's well worth the time to watch, especially if you like weird stuff like that, like Twin Peaks or Sense8 or any anything that has some mysticism to it that there there's more than what you're seeing going on, uh, but also enjoy a good laugh. Uh, Andre 3000 is in it. Andre Benjamin. It was fantastic in that. Uh, I couldn't recommend that show more. Phil? Um, I just started in, actually, we binged the entire four seasons and the holiday season, or two holiday seasons, within like a week. Uh, nailed it on Netflix. Absolutely ridiculous. Um, not your typical cooking show. It, it basically centers around people that can't cook or bake and um, is actually pretty funny. Uh, it, it was a good it's sort of tune out TV show that the entire family enjoyed so check that out nailed it um, nailed it 
that show is I haven't watched the entire thing, but that show is pretty damn good. Um, Nicole Byer is hilarious. Uh, she's I, been a, a constant uh, guest on How Did This Get Made? And she's always hilarious on that. So She's okay. I, I did, we started watching it because of Lego Masters, and she was a <laughs> guest host on Lego Masters. And Lego Masters, if you haven't watched it, is just hands down one of the best family. Everybody can sit down yeah. and all ages and really enjoy it. Um, but she was on as a guest host. And so we were like, Oh, we'll give it a try. She was sort of funny, but she's sort of over the top and she is very over the top, over the top. But it, it, it's interesting to sort of see the, the co-host they put on with her. And there was one episode, I forget who it was, but the comedian was a little over her over the top. And you could see her trying to keep pace with him. And it was the funniest thing in the world because two episodes previous, they had a punter from a football team on and the guy was like talking to drywall. So um, it wasn't Pat McAfee. Uh, Possibly. I don't know. I I wasn't paying attention. Pat McAfee is pretty entertaining. Punters don't matter. (laughs) Are we we starting a feud with... uh... And internet personality? Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. Joel, are you recommending anything? Oh, shit. So much to uh, think about here. Um, You're the one who brought this up. I know. I was biding my time until you got back to me. Ah, shit. Uh, I don't know. Just I recommend staying home and getting through all this bullshit. Uh, <laughs> and not having right. three dogs in the house, in case you can hear that. Uh, any anyone have a last call? I'll take gold <laughs> as a no, definitely. <laughs> Phil, do you have a last call? I had something and I forgot it. Um, well, I'll go first, and then if you yeah. can remember, uh, actually, I do have a recommendation. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Just want to say shout out to, and this is not a sponsor or anything like that, not an ad, but shout out to Dixie Tire Techs in Pompano Beach. Uh, got me new tires, oil change, uh, alignment. I just did everything my car sorely needed for a very long time now. Really great pricing, really quick service. Uh, good friends of mine. Uh, if you're in that area and you have any car issues, please go check them out. Also recommended uh, some other people to uh do some other work to my car that's needed that they don't do like body work uh amazing affordable prices so uh check them out if you're in the area uh so for my last call i want to bring up something that i saw on facebook i'm not on facebook very often but i saw this on good friend gerard's page talking about pack you know, those little plastic things that so many breweries use on the top of their cans. And uh, someone asking about how is the best way to get rid of them. So I remember reading about an article a number of months ago. Uh, and by number of months, this is actually dated 2018. Uh, so it's from a while ago. These things are... I feel like love them or hate them. And as a, a an employee of a brewery that uses them, 
I'm not going to really state my opinion one way or the other on that. But the thing with this, these are that have always been advertised is them being recyclable and not being like those plastic rings. But the problem is really that most of our country's recycling goes into landfills or incinerators every single day because we have too much recycling that our recycling centers can't actually keep up with that anymore. And our outlet for most of our recycling that used to go to China is no longer being done anymore. So with that being said, a lot of recyclable materials are just going into landfills, going into incinerators and not actually being recycled. And because of that, PacTech can't actually recycle these products as much as you would like to think that they are. PacTech can 100% recycle those things as long as they come back to them. So what they've started doing is creating drop locations for their uh, their PacTech uh, packs. Uh, they have them set up at their own facilities in Eugene and Cottage Grove, Oregon. They've also set up locations in California, British Columbia, Oregon, Washington, uh, a lot of places in the Pacific Northwest. But it's also my understanding that if you are a brewery that utilizes Pactex, you can be a Pactech recycling location and drop-off location, and you can send them back to them so that they can recycle those down and reuse them again. Also, some breweries tend to like to recycle them themselves by reusing them as long as they're in good condition. I know that we do from time to time, especially with stuff that's just sold in-house. As long as they're not broken, sometimes they do get broken when you're pulling a can out of them, we, we can reuse them. So... Ask your local brewery, especially the ones that you bought those cans from, if they want these back. Maybe they do. Maybe they don't. But think about that before you just throw those pack decks into your blue recycling bins or whatever color recycling bin it is by your uh, house. And think that that might not get recycled and might not get used again. So uh, something to keep in mind when you're dealing with those little pack deck things. So I did remember Mun, and this past week I came across a video, and thank you for reminding me because I'm never on Facebook, but I, would, I logged on to Facebook. I was doing the nine-album or ten-album cover challenge from uh, two of my buddies, Eddie Torres of Rock and Roll Beer Guy and Ryan Blansky um, was posting album covers of albums that I loved, and I, I stumbled across this video of a father and his daughter covering Killing in the Name of by Rage Against the Machine. Um, I highly recommend it. Go on YouTube, search it. You can actually just search Killing in the Name of Little Girl, um, but it, I believe the little girl's name is Audrey. Um, and it is insanely adorable. Her little yell when Zach De La Rocha yells and that song, if you're familiar with the song, um, is awesome. And it, it is, it, it literally made me smile. And, and it, it was just a little highlight for the day. And it, I think it's really cool that Rage Against the Machine, which was set to reunite this upcoming year or this year, actually currently, 
it, it's nice to actually see those guys get some love. Zach De La Rocha just did a guest appearance in the newest Run the Jewels video. He's been on the past few Run the Jewels albums. Uh, I had a band that was highly instrumental for me go, growing up in seventh grade, eighth grade, all the way through high school and in college. Um, Rage Against the Machines, uh, Bees Knees for me. Showing my age with that Bees Knees comment. <laughs> Joel, you decide if you want to say anything. Yeah, I just want to reiterate the uh, one-way grocery aisle thing. I think it's bullshit. I've had enough of it. No one's adhering to it. Look, if you stay six feet, it doesn't matter whether we're going, you know, one way or the other. You know, I've <clears throat> you're not going to catch coronavirus just briskly walking past someone when everyone's required to wear a mask and you just move past the person that's coming the other way. Um, it's just absolute insanity. It doesn't work. I don't want to go all the way down the cereal aisle just to come back up the coffee aisle only to find you don't even have my coffee to begin with. So, uh, And I think if you're just walking, you can go any fucking way you want. Okay, forget the shopping cart. All right? Just, it, it's just, it's ridiculous. It's not working. No one cares. Maybe it's a South Florida thing. I don't know. I brought it up on Twitter. A lot of people said, you're wrong. These people also aren't from Florida. They don't know the kind of people we're dealing with here. So... I don't know. Oh, and uh, one more thing uh, while we're at Publix. Always a good bakery, but those key lime cookies you just came out with, fucking terrible, all right? They taste like (laughs) NyQuil. They taste like, you know, whatever disgusting green medicinal stuff you can think of, they put that in those fucking cookies. Stick to the chocolate chip and the M&Ms, all right? Oh, I got to find those key lime cookies. Terrible, terrible. I love the key lime pie. They look, yeah, not even remotely the same thing. Not Publix even key lime pie is possibly the best key lime pie, even in comparison to what you find in the keys. Publix key lime pie, I think, is hands down the best. So I, I'm, I'm gonna have to take you up on the key lime cookie challenge. No, these things. First of all, right around this time in previous years, they've been putting out the tiramisu cookies, which are by far amazing. They're dusted with espresso powder. It is complete, just baking mastery. But these key lime cookies are white with little green spots. It looks like either molding sugar cookies, <laughs> and they they taste like someone just made a sugar cookie, smashed a Heineken bottle, and put all the little green pieces in it, and then dipped it in <laughs> Robitussin. They're disgusting. They're horrific. Someone at the bakery department fucked up and had these things as like a core brand now. They got to go. Your descriptors have me hooked. I, I, <laughs> yeah. I must try. They're like the Malort uh, of cookies, except not good. <laughs> <laughs> well, on that bombshell, uh, anyone want to add? No, no, no one add anything else onto that. Uh, no, no, you guys get to plug shit. Phil, what do you want to plug? Uh, you can follow me on Instagram and at Instagram at ppalmasano77 and Twitter at dospiregos. Joel, no Publix bashing plugs? No. Uh, it's just the Publix bakery bub- you know, and the aisles. <laughs> Publix, they're doing everything else great. Wonderful people. Great store, uh, aside from some of their political donations. But, you know, what, that's another episode. Um, yeah, Florida, D-U-H, Brewer on uh, Twitter and Instagram. Uh, you can follow me at Mike Loves Beer on Twitter and Instagram. You can follow the show on Twitter at United We Drink. On Instagram at United We Drink Pod. 
Our website is unitedwedrink.com, and we're also available on any of the major podcast apps. Uh, probably the one that you like the most, we're on there. Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and so on and so forth. If you have the means to support the show financially, check out some of our sponsors on our website, such as uh, uh, alcohol delivery service Drizzly, uh, wine delivery from Wink, beer delivery from Tavor, uh, or you can buy a shirt, sticker, button, uh, something of that nature from our own web store, unitedwedrink.com slash store. Uh, all of that goes towards helping us just keep the show running and... Uh, we don't make any money really off of this. It just pays for the hosting fees. Uh, we'll, uh, as we mentioned, next week we have the virtual meetup numero dos on the 14th. So hit us up if you would like to join us at 7 p.m. Eastern time and uh, just chat it up. And we'd really love for you to join us. We'll probably have to put a cap on things because there's only so many people that we could probably have and maintain a decent amount of coverage, but let us know if you want to join up with us. Uh, otherwise we'll be back in two weeks with a brand new episode. Catch you all next time. See ya. Hail Satan. Well, your Airbnb is just pulling some amazing Wi-Fi right now, so I could barely hear the intro to the actual show.